For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We are back, baby. We are back. Um, We are just getting done with our holiday here. And on this Sunday night of November 26th, um, we are here to talk about what happened on Thanksgiving. It was not good. (laughs) Uh, It was not a great game. Uh, We're going to dive into all that and where the Lions stand the playoffs and the remaining schedule and all that. But before we do, let's get to the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So I'm Big Z. Let's get to the other two. We got UJ. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and Rudd Dog. Yo. So, gentlemen, Lions fans, the Lions lose 29-22 at, uh, on Thanksgiving to the Packers um, as eight-point favorites at home. Um, this is the seventh straight loss on Thanksgiving for the Lions. Uh, we've had a lot of rough uh, holidays around Thanksgiving lately. Um, yeah. and honestly, 29, 22, I don't think represents how bad this game was for the Lions in a lot of ways. Um, I think at least, uh, it, I mean, this was the opposite pretty much of the th- week three game against the Packers in green Bay where they just got off to a lightning fast start. Um, we could not catch up and turnovers, turnovers, just an absolute killer. Uh, yes. Jared Goff. Yes. And this Lions offense has six turnovers in the last two weeks. I, there was one fumble on a kickoff. Um, but it are you guys concerned with the amount of turnovers our offense is committing in the last couple of weeks? I mean, we That'll can talk about no the defense me, later, dog. but it, no for you, Rud Dog. Why is that? Why are you not concerned? Especially with Jared Goff and his fumbling. Uh, that, that's always a concern. Well, that one, was something because that, I think the NFL once again has... Con- confounded our ability to just see things like when you want to throw is a throw and and a fumble is a fumble i don't know i just i just don't think that one fumble was a fumble i thought it was a i thought it was clearly a fumble so i disagree (laughs) but anyway i don't care i oh my god like all of it all of the negativity people need to just like calm the f down 
and I I say the F down. Call him the F down. Like, seriously, this team is the same team. This team has been – they were on a, a three games in 11 – or uh, three games – yeah, three games in 11 days, and they won two out of three. Like, the Packers said it themselves. Like, ah, we're, we were w- looking forward to this one. We've been waiting for this one. Like, what – like, this, that means they were probably – from the day we whooped their butt last time – they were marking the calendar for this one. Meanwhile, we had four days where we actually thought about them. So, you know what? Shit happens. It's the NFL. It's a tough game. None of this looks like it's, like, systematic. Like, you know, the O-line struggled a little bit. Goff's, pet, like, turnovers and fumbles are not, like, some, like, super endemic thing. I, I just don't buy it. UJ. Uh, well, kind of a lot of what uh, Red Dog just said there. Uh, uh, three games in 11 days is a lot. And uh, I know if I were the Packers, after being embarrassed the way we embarrassed them early in the season, uh, that's the only game I'd be looking at like all year, <laughs> just like the, to get total revenge. Mm-hmm. And I'm not blaming Goss fumbles or the refs. I'm blaming Tracy Walker if I'm going to blame anybody uh, for this loss because one play set the whole tone for the game, and that was the very first play of the game where they threw a bomb. And then, uh, you know, Cam Sutton was out there chasing his dude, and uh, the safety's supposed to be there to help him out, but the safety let him get behind him, and Jordan Love just threw a long, long, long pass for a huge gain, and that just set the tone for the whole game. So, Tracy Walker, I'm sorry, buddy, <laughs> but that one's on you. Uh, but, no, uh, uh. all kidding aside, uh, I'm not overly concerned right now. Um, they, had a, they had a long go of it here, I think, this uh, week and a half. So the next game will help them out a lot, kind of refocus a little bit. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we had a huge game uh, next week. So, uh, yeah, I'm not overly concerned. Yeah, they are concerned. The fumbles are a concern. Okay. I mean, my concern isn't the offense because I think uh, we've seen them. uh, And they they got that last touchdown to maintain their 20-point game streak. Here you go, Z. Are you (laughs) concerned about the fumble that I just think was not a fumble uh, because – of golf mm-hmm. or because of the guy who got in there and easily hit his arm as he was throwing it. Because that to me was more of a concern in this game than Jared Goff's. Like why was Jared Goff scrambling for his life? Why was he get his arm getting hit as he's, Oh, this is our offensive uh, line's worst game of the year by a wide margin. I thought I just don't see um, Corby. So all got benched midway through this game. Uh, he's been horrible <laughs> the last two games. He's been the worst rated offense player the last two weeks. He's allowed like, over 10 pressures in two games. Um, the fumble was Sorzdal's guy from the right guard spot. Or uh, left guard. Left guard I think he his um, guy got the initial pressure and the second guy got it. But it was I, yeah, it was hard to tell. I don't know. Either way, he got benched. Uh, he's, he, has, he was not playing good. Um, and they need Jonah Jackson back uh, badly. Because uh, they, they lost their depth, especially with Big V getting hurt. Uh, when Big V was there, at least they, like, you know, someone else went down. They had someone else to plug, but that's just one less guy to plug. Now they're, sort. I mean, they never. I don't think they drafted Sorzdal with the intention of starting him uh, this year. Um, no, so he, right. Um, I gotta say know, though, he, he it's could great fill to get in the to a degree, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, definitely the experience is great for him. Uh, all that's a <laughs> it's going at a cost to our quarterback, but um, yeah, hey, yeah, I mean, hey, but you can't really blame him alone because I watched Decker get toasted. I watched yeah, Glasgow get toasted. Sewell got beat. Like no one played great on that old line. Maybe no, it wasn't no one. I can't think of maybe Decker uh Ragnow. I didn't I don't think if I saw him for sure. But I'm just that that old line played bad. 
So to put it all on Sorzel even doesn't really fit. You know, I, I think just the team just sort of kind of hit a, a midseason wall here. Uh, they've had a long go of it. When you're winning as much as they've been winning, and it's, it's a lot of pressure to keep the winning up. And uh, I think they kind of sort of tightened up in this game a bit. Mm-hmm. They didn't look as loose as they normally did. Uh, they, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I've experienced this at a, at a lesser level when I played in high school and college, but this is, these guys are under a lot of pressure. And, and I think Campbell's teaching these guys how to win, right? Okay. We learned how to win on the road. We learned how to win a tight game. We learned how to win this kind of game. Well, there's another element to learning to win is winning consistently. Mm-hmm. It's it really hard when you're the top dog and everyone's gunning for you. Right. It takes a new kind of thing that these guys got to learn and they're learning it. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm not overly concerned because this is all part of that process, you know, and, and these guys mm-hmm. are learning. They're going to have games like this. Sometimes. And like, it doesn't so. matter how many cool, like, uh, like turns of phrase Dan Campbell comes up about like how we're going to be on your front porch or whatever, when you're getting hunted because hunted is getting hunted. People know who you are. You got a target on your back now. Like, no one's going to, like, and you know what? Think about it this way. The NFL, these guys, like, you know they got a shit ton of pride. Like, if you're the Packers and you got spanked by the Lions like that, and, like, it's a three-game losing streak to the Lions on top of it, like, you know what you feel about this team. If you're the Packers, you're not thinking, oh, this is a good Lions. You're thinking, fuck this. How are we losing this fucking Lions? Let's have some pride. Like, geez, like they they don't want to let they're not going to just let some up and start team come up and run through the league. If they see some new team who starts winning a bunch, they're going to say prove it. And they're going to come out and try to put their foot on our throats every game. And, and, and they're going to have a target on their back. They're hunting us. You know, maybe we're hunting them back, but. It don't matter. The the efforts, the the level of intensity we're gonna get is gonna be consistently higher than we're used to. And well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm concerned about. Um, I I I'm still concerned about our defense. Uh, <laughs> um, but that I I've not seen a improvement in a few weeks here, uh, and it's starting to get really concerning. Get and I I don't want to say I was right, but I mean Jerry Jacobs is, is a third cornerback. Is what I've been saying over and over. <laughs> And he, I mean, he had a horrible, I mean, he, he was probably the worst defender on the field in this game. They continuously targeted him, which is something that we see every week. Um, I gave up over a hundred yards. Uh, He gave up 10 of 11 completions thrown his way. Um, Christian Watson just owned him all game. Um, And again, I don't know if that's a product of too much time to throw in the pocket. Uh, That's definitely a contributing factor. Um, But Hutch. Is constantly getting double teamed. If you can go back and like people, you know, I know some people are out there like, "Where's Hutch? Where's Hutch?" Well, <laughs> he's facing two guys every play. Um, now, I watched the Browns today, and I and Miles Garrett, and he could beat two guys, but he's still a slightly different beast than Hutch. But that's a rare, rare case. But most of the time, you want to see Hutch get this like the one on one, or or at least yeah. at least if he's getting double teamed, that means everybody else is taking on a single uh, on a one-on-one pass rush and that's we're not seeing that second guy win ever and uh, it's created um, a recipe that's a concern there's an obvious recipe out there z like the recipe to beat hutch double team and triple team most plays pick your shots when you're going to leave him single coverage probably a play action play and now he's where he's yeah or a quick stream whatever but like you 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 chip him, you you double him most plays, and then the plays when he's not getting double teamed, maybe trick him with a you know s- slow him up with a run fake, and now he's got to you know convert run defense into pass rush, and that's really hard to do. 
And if no one else is picking up the slack, then he it's just going to be really hard for him to get anything going. And no one really has. Like, Romeo hasn't stepped up. Hey, it was Pascal's first game at uh, other end, at least as far as I've seen, where he, like, consistently lined up as the bookend. And I only saw him get one good pressure all day. Like, and it was, I pulled my grand, our grandpa's move. I said, Pascal hasn't got a single pressure today. And then, sure enough, that play, he got right to the quarterback and failed to get the sack. But he got there and pressured him. <laughs> uh, well, I think this is why we were sacks. But uh, I think I, I think this is why we were seeing the coaching staff trial, like Campbell on the edge early, uh, midway through the season. Barnes a little yep. bit lined up out there. Maybe they should revert back to that. I mean, somebody needs to put the pressure well, on the quarterback outside of Hutchins. I mean, Ali McNeil has stepped up to a degree. Um, to a degree. But, I mean, outside of those two, it's it's been Think about minimal. when we took off last year. There's been a couple games where it took over, like, the Raiders' terrible offense line or something like that. But Well, hey, G, let me ask you. Go ahead, Drew. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Drew. Sorry. Uh, I was talking to Rudd Dog about this, and we have a difference of opinion. But uh, mm-hmm. it seems like the Lions have gone a lot more to his zone coverage in, in the secondary. And uh, I personally think this is uh, part of the formula that is not working right now. Is that- uh, I, I think, I think, especially since we're not going to pass rush, it's easy to pick. It's easier to pick a zone apart. I, I Are think we doing zone for a quarterback. Neither. I see every time I see Jerry getting beat, it's in. Yeah, that's coverage. what I'm asking. See what is his? Maybe oh, he knows okay. the stats on this yeah, on how you know. I mean, we're doing it just from our naked eye watching, but uh, I don't know off top of my head, unfortunately. Um, okay. the way I see it is Jerry's always getting beat when he's in man. Like, <laughs> hopefully next podcast I'll be able to kind of break that down more. I, I would look into it further. Um, it wouldn't. I mean, the Lions last year were notorious for playing. Um. Man, a lot man. of man, like highest in the yeah. league by a wide margin. Um, but then, like early in the season, they're playing a little more zone, uh, especially against the Chiefs. Uh, that was that was notable then for that game. I, I don't know where they stand, up. but I agree with you, Red Dog. It seems when Jacobs is getting beat, is it is in man. But um, I, I I don't know the answer. But uh, like just one more thing to you. What I do Z, know is we're rushing for unsuccessfully. Z, to your <laughs> point though about this D line, like to me, there's the clear thing the difference we're missing like is from last year when we were really turning things on is James Houston's presence. Like it doesn't have to be Houston, but you need that guy that Houston provided last year. When we took off starting with that, like right before the bills game and then the bills game. And then after like Houston was adding that other dynamic pass rush threat and racking up sacks, you know, getting Hutch free to do his thing. And we're missing that right now. So like if we get like Irvin healthy, I think he could, Provides yeah, seventy-three year old Bruce Irvin. He's the I mean, answer. He's thirty-six or whatever. But I mean, I'm oh, just saying, oh. like he's a, he's an older dude. But like, at least he knows what he's doing. He might be able to like offer something across the line on like rushdowns at least or pass downs. But uh, hey, and uh, uh, I'm sure plenty of the critics out there are starting to notice that uh, Kayvon Thibodeau already has ten and a half sacks this year. Yeah, he's been a beast. Uh, uh, if he, I don't know if he watched any of the Giants games, but he has been taking over in some aspects. I ain't given up on Hutch or anything yet, but uh honestly that doesn't surprise me. Thibodeau looked like the kind of guy who I'd be surprised yeah. if he didn't get sacks. Um but like I think I'm not sure how his run defense and all that is, but we clearly need that other rusher. It someone else needs to step up and co- co- arise to the surface as someone who can get consistent pressure on the quarterback opposite of Hutch so that you can't just focus on taking Hutch out of the equation. 
So who is going to be that guy? Is it? Do we have to wait till Christmas time for James Houston? That, I mean, that's I a lot not. of that's a lot of weight to put on the shoulders of an undrafted free agent who's played well, six games. <laughs> we could we can beat teams <laughs> yeah, without it, is. but uh, hopefully we don't have his. Who's uh? Do they have a mobile quarterback for the Saints? I don't know. <laughs> no, um, they do not. Kirk Cousins, we could thank take. God. Uh, <laughs> I think I don't. We don't need a. Well, he's, he's out mobile. for the year. Oh so. God, uh, who do they now have? Now the Minnesota does have a mobile quarterback. Oh no, no. Uh, I think we're going to figure it out. I think I think Dan Campbell in this long break here, they're going to figure some serious things out. He's going to put his focus on a few specific keys, probably something to do with that, and we're going to see dramatic improvement. Well, I was hoping Connor would be on the pod because he's, uh, you know, he's discussed getting rid of Glenn several times. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to have him come on here and, to, you know, defend his position well, I got, well i'll ask you z then what what do you think about glenn and all this where do you think his level of culpability in like the lack of pass rushes it's tough uh like i was i i think i was kind of asking because i mean from year one and now would you say the defense has greatly improved greatly hmm you could have said that for a while, but right now it's like we, we year one. I would say, year one or year two. I'd say sure it's improved. Year two to year three, I'd say it's about on par. Year year one to year two and a half, maybe. Because <laughs> are we just gonna yeah. re- forget the epically bad start to last season? But uh, I'm this not. this year, I mean, we've been consistently like a top six. I, I think we were par. ranked sixteenth overall. Like we're our way. I think we're on on across the board a way better defense. But we still have some issues. I think it's clear. It's it's not even like uh, it's painfully obvious. We're we're consistently stopping the run. But a couple of these games we've gotten run up on. But like, who hasn't? Like, we just watched the Bills give up like thirty plus points. Like, what defense doesn't give up points in this freaking league? Like, I don't know any. Uh, I mean, scoring this year in the NFL is a twenty year low. So, <laughs> um, okay. a lot of people aren't scoring points this year. Low or no points. Anyway, I just don't see. I it's don't see the lowest it's been in twenty years. I think it's clear we're better. I just don't not not as much as we'd like to be better. <laughs> like we still have a ways to go. Like if you look at the 49ers or the Eagles and their D lines, like we have Hutch and maybe McNeil. You could kind of throw into that equation. But then to compare to like the rest of their guys, they got like Bosa, Kinlaw, freaking like whatever, or, or Reddick and and Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, and like they can list off like several like elite players on their front. Our guys are mostly no namers except for like Hutch and maybe Liam building his name this year. But like, like I, I think it's clear our roster has not ascended just yet. We're still in that part of the project where we're like, we're, we're starting to be really consistent and, and solid competitors, but like, like the roster is not elite yet. Not in that part yet. Not on our front seven. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Lions defense has given up 29 or more in four of the last five games. So, yeah, it is a it is a concern. Like the Lions' offense has scored thirty points, so we're going to lose basically. I mean, you can be concerned eighty percent of the time last uh, weeks, but um, but that also tells me it's something that's scheming because we were shutting down people pretty good early in the season, and all of a sudden we're not. What about quality? So what did they figure out? Are we playing just us playing that much different, or are they just onto our scheme? I would I would assume the latter. That's how this league works. Yeah, and, and, they, and we haven't either. adjusted. Yeah, try to adjust. We have back. not adjusted. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like points wise, I, the, like points, you can't just look at points for the whole story because, like, let's talk about those six turnovers. Like, how does that help our defense? 
because it sure as hell does not. Um, yeah. And so like there's this defense, I agree, has been spotty and struggling right now. But to just say they're the problem right now, the offense is we've been we've been struggling as a team right now. I think that much is clear. Like this team struggles and loses together, wins together. Like, uh, and that's, you know, for better or for worse. But like the offense letting down, honestly, is to me the bigger concern. The clear weakness on this team is our pass rush. I'm going to say that that much. Like if I saw one place I could just start pumping roster like, you know, talent into it's clearly the pass rush. Because our offense, our offensive line, even like I'm not concerned about. I think they'll bounce back after a rough week last week. Like, like I just think that pass rush is the only real deficiency, sort of at like in terms of talent. Uh, I just don't like. I think the rest of our team is pretty solid, even our secondary. I think Jerry can hold up behind even a decent pass rush, and we haven't even gotten that lately. No, we have not. Uh, no, we have not. Um, and. You know, maybe a get right game is the Saints who have that's who we're playing on December 3rd in New Orleans. Um, they're struggling offense for sure. Derek Carr. Um, yeah, not mobile, which is great for us. Um, they, they've been up and down, but they are not an elite offense by any means. It could be a great get right game. I thought the Packers would be that, though. Jordan Love and his 57 percent completion percentage. Uh, well, that was not the case, clearly, in the on Thanksgiving. Um, it was in Gibbous though, so you know, like maybe it's all for mm-hmm. nothing. Like maybe that was pointless. Maybe it was, you know, maybe you just can't. Yes, the, the moon, moon was working against us this game. That's the uh, fate. Yeah, right. Um, it was already written in the stars that we'd lose this game, so we were going against <laughs> fate basically. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this saw the um stack going around that the Lions were 0 and 7 on Thanksgiving games when there's a it waxing gibbous, right? A waxing gibbous moon know. phase. <laughs> I just heard well, now they're own eight. Uh, so <laughs> uh, that was per Jay Kuda on Twitter slash X. I'd also say, I bet if we lose that Bears game, we win that Packers game. Like, I just felt like we were riding that rail, and the, especially the way we pulled out that Bears game. You get that win, and maybe it doesn't get you to that level of introspection you quite need. Uh, because you get the wind to sort of glaze things over. You know, I'm sure they tried, but you had four days. Like, I think if they leave that game with a loss, they show up with a whole different attitude to face the Packers a little bit. You know, like, they're going to be a little more checked, a little more the burst. Like, I think they were as a bubble. There was a bubble being built. We And we seem to be winning at a consistent, like, like three games, win, one loss. Like, you know, like, we, we, we pace out our losses pretty nicely, I think. And we always seem to build a little bit and then we let down we build a little bit we let down and i mean honestly we're eight and three so like anyone freaking out we're eight and three <laughs> like come on we're already we're in three. Yeah. i remember second. a six and two lions team that did not make the playoffs so red dog that's in the back of my head i remember that one. Oh, you lions fans are frustrating folks <laughs> you're not in you're not in till you're in so I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's true you you're cannot true. write you I cannot mean, write not wrong I ain't cashing nothing, but I ain't also uh, getting freaking out here either. I'm with Dan. I'm not going to go into desperation, or I'm not about to start going into uh, what did he say? He said something like that. And I'm not about to, not about to panic here. There's no reason right. to panic. Like you, it's all what, about fine tuning. And kind of what you were saying earlier, uh, Doug. I, I was kind of telling you this. I, I can't remember what exactly, but um, kind of what you were alluding to, um, in terms of this is. 
year three, um, Campbell and Holmes both have like six year contracts. Like they're building. I mean, there's a reason they didn't make a trade at the deadline, mm-hmm. right? They're not all in on this year. They're building for a larger future. And, and to some degree, they might even be slightly ahead of schedule with this record. Um, like, I mean, they want to be, they want to make the playoffs this year. That was their goal, I think. I mean, in the larger scheme, win the I division. Mean, they want to win the Super Bowl. That, they want win the division. division. That's their but what I'm goal. What I'm saying is that they're not like at the point where they, like, they're ready to go all in to win a Super Bowl, I guess, and that are trying to play the longer game. So, like, in some ways, the Lions are exceeding expectations in terms of the, the, maybe their timeline that they have. And that's why they didn't, like, trade like a, a second rounder for Montez Sweat or something like that. I, I think um, you're 100% accurate, Z. Like, Dan, Dan Campbell or Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes did not offer any draft picks from this year for any of the players available. He would not touch this next year's draft. Like, I think he sees this as the final foundational draft of this sort of rebuild. Like, like he, the way he's built this team, like, if you get another hit draft like this year in the last two years, like, this team will be looking at serious comp. Not to mention another free agency with more legit talent added. Like, I think next year we're looking at, like, the year. Where, and, but the thing is, I don't think he's building for a all-in. Why do you want to build for all-in and risk everything for one year? That's that's not what you want. You want to build consistent success. You want to be the Steelers. You want to be, you know, the Baltimore Ravens who every year, year in, year out, they're competitive. They have a solid roster. They know that when they show up, they're going to probably win most of their games that year. And, I mean, that's what we're going to see these Lions become, the team that is built for sustained success so that every year could be a Super Bowl run, not so that, you know, we could be the Rams and be like, oh, we got ours, which, hey, they got it, great. Now what are they going to be? Maybe they'll keep up, they'll find a way to sustain it, but I think they're going to struggle and they'll fall off and maybe never come relevant again, like not under McVay. But, like, I think we're built for sustained success, and that's what we're building towards. So don't go all in. Hold your cards, really build your but, strength. But Rudd Dog was the one Super Bowl worth it for the Rams. That th- th- They went all in and they got it. Yes, because that's <laughs> what they chose to do. They chose to sacrifice the future for the now. So, yeah, hey, they got it. But I'm glad that we're not doing that. Like, we've wanted this for so long, mm. and we finally have an organization that's built from top to bottom right. We haven't had that in my lifetime, probably the Lions' like entire existence. So let's do it right. Like, let's not sell out and start risk sabotaging ourselves for home run hits that we don't need to swing for the fences. Let's just keep building steady and build this roster so deep, just like the freaking Eagles. Look at them or the Steelers or the the 49ers. Those dudes are all going to be so good for so long because even as they trade away parts, they got so many more parts like we're going to be like that. I I guarantee you next year, Brad Holmes is going to fill that D line and front seven with talent like we're going to see another tackle another edge rusher like we're and this is unrelated uh but i'll throw this over to you jerry now you know i don't know if you've how much you've watched the eagles this year yeah. um the lions had a chance to draft jalen carter they did not yes they traded back Still um do the lion do you do you think the lions wish they or do you as a lions fan at least wish that they drafted jalen carter because he is a beast he's probably going to defensive rookie of the year you know, he, yeah, I I, I nice would love him on our defense. So, <laughs> absolutely, but you know, you you can't live have regrets. They, I think what they did was good getting Jameer Gibbs. You know, so if we get Carter, we don't have Gibbs. So I, I don't know. You, you tell me. I, yeah, he would be great on our line. There's no doubt about it. But 
look forward, man. Don't look back. The, the talent mm-hmm. was never in question with this kid. Like, so no. you know that wasn't the reason they didn't draft him. This they're building something for sustained success that involves a, a careful balance of chemistry that Dan Campbell is building a team of people who are truly selfless, high character dudes with talent who are going to sell out for their teams, who are going to dedicate themselves day in, day out. Hey, maybe Jalen Carter does turn into that guy. Or maybe he has a great rookie season, flames out in the offseason when he goes drinking and race car driving. I don't know. We don't know. It, 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 like, And that's the kind of questions I felt like they didn't feel like that kind of gamble. He didn't fit what they were looking for. So I'm okay with it. Would it be nice to have that talent there? Undoubtedly. <laughs> like, dear God, he's a freak. Like, would I like to have that presence there? Sure. But do I think, he, what could he all risk blowing up like some sort of chemistry on our team? Potentially. So I, I trust their judgment there because I also love Gibbs. I love the potential of Campbell still. Like, I, I have no problem with it. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough one because, man, I just imagine him. I, I, like, I, I, I'm a broken record at this point in this podcast, but I believe, I believe building through the trenches, first and foremost, um, O line and D line. And, man, just having him on our D line would have added a lot more firepower. Maybe we wouldn't be talking about some of these things. <laughs> You're not We'd be talking about if we had him. Um, I just think that's harder to find than a running back. Uh, even one of specials, Gibbs. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I love watching Gibbs on our team. It's been a blast. I think he's a, also a pretty special running back. But <laughs> I do have some, like, uh, you know, wonderings, I guess. So do you <laughs> think then that maybe you would have rather taken Thibodeau for his 10 and a half sacks right now? Uh Thibodeau would be getting double teamed as much as Hutch if he was our only right. Uh, yeah, but would he be? Yeah, they, uh, the Giants have a better D line than we do. It's a little they do. Do they? It's a little tougher to say. Yes, um, they do. I think at the time of their like pre Hutch draft, we, I think we said like if Thibodeau actually put it all together, he'd have maybe a higher ceiling than Hutch. Well, um, maybe that's what's happening now. Thing, honestly, like he clearly had that that speed that Hutch didn't quite have, like the that. Pure explosiveness, like, like I mean, yeah. Hutch is very quick and explosive and athletic, but he's not like, like I think that's what really separates him from like a guy like Garrett. Like, is Garrett's got a little more twitch, you know, like because he's bigger, he's just he's taller than Garrett, you know, like he doesn't maybe doesn't have the long arms like Garrett, but like, like I think that twitch, Hutch is not a burner off the edge, like he's a he has to use technique or power, um, or a that, spin move. Right, and that's been he moves. loves the spin move. Everyone knows it's coming <laughs> at this point. Like, it, I don't think I've seen it win yet this year since like I've seen it win a few times, but at the same time, I've seen it lose a lot more than it wins. Seriously, he um, needs the biggest <laughs> thing with Hutch is he just needs to develop his pass rush strategy, honestly. But like, he's still great. I think honestly, I was watching that four state game, and that verse kid would be just perfect on the other end, like another six five two six sixty dude. He, he's built just like Thibodeau. Uh, a twitchy long pass rusher who could get some sack. Like I think we need someone else to step up, and I think we got guys who could potentially still do it, like a Julian or Romeo, pull their heads can out we, of their asses. Or can we uh, get Des Watson from Florida in a, in a couple of years? That four hundred plus pound defensive tackle. <laughs> I want him. I want him. He's awesome. What a monster! And he's what good. A monster. He he got a sack and then split a double team for a run stuff. Like the dude's a freak. He's six five, his... four thirty six. 
did you see like his just his lower body? It is absolutely massive. I don't think there's a toilet that man can fit on. Not <laughs> a regulation size. He one. is a monster. <laughs> I, it was actually really funny because, like, I was I was watching it with my parents, and they kept. I'd be like, "There was a four hundred pound guy," and they're like, and "They're like, is that him? Is that?" I'm, no, I'm like, "No, you'll see him." And, like, they're pointing at dudes who are like six six, three hundred and sixty pounds, and I'm like, "No, you'll know." <laughs> like, it's not those guys. Those guys look small. <laughs> like, <laughs> he came in. A, that guy came in the college four hundred fifty pounds, and he's dropped like. 35 40 since he's gotten yes. there so i honestly um, think like probably like jordan davis by the time he comes out like another like he'll probably lose a bit more of that weight yeah, and that's wild he's a monster though i am keeping my unfortunately he's a freshman so like that's so far out um, right 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 support for this podcast and the following message come from corient Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Let's focus on uh, some of the positives from this game to a degree. I thought the run game was still pretty solid in this game. 31 carries, 140 yards, 71 for Montgomery, 54 for Gibbs. Um, And I thought the Lions were going to stick with it a little more to get back into this game. I thought they went away from it a little too much. Uh, They stuck with it a little more. I think they could have helped themselves out in this game, especially with the way that they were dealing with the pass rush um, Mm. throughout the game. And at least Sorsdahl's... a better run blocker and he's a pass blocker right now too so i thought that would have limited that exposure um yeah 
So yeah. they did not. Uh, they did not. You know, Z, though, you're- they also seem to get better in the hurry-up offense, too. And why can't we maybe earlier in the game maybe go to that once in a while? Tempo. You know, throw their throw their timing up, you know. Yeah, I've wondered that often, UJ, not just for the Lions, any of these teams. Like, when I see the Jets, for instance, like one of the worst offenses in a long time in the NFL under Zach Wilson, the, the only time you really see Zach Wilson, like, shine is under the two-minute drill. So, like, why don't these coaches sprinkle that throughout? The, like, just say, like, for this drive, exactly. say, F it. We're just going to go in two-minute mode. Well, just to change it up, because clearly what you're doing is not working. Some so, teams do right. build it into their strategy, like up tempo. But like, I guess it not could enough. be but one potential answer. I just off the top of my head is thinking that two minute drills also have a corresponding defensive shift usually, where they'll start right. playing more like reserve defenses and stepping, dropping coverage back, playing off coverage and things like that, where. The defense basically starts let stop changes their game plan and like starts opening up more. It's honestly it's like prevent defense, prevent yourself from winning. Like it's it's so weird how that works. But you do this, you stop doing the thing that you had success with all game, and then all of a sudden the offense starts opening up on you. It's weird. But um, uh, I thought JMO looked good again in this game. He uh, did. I, I want them to feed him like five, six times a game. Way more. Because uh, man, when he catches, it just and like that one over the middle. Uh, I want for 38 yards was beautiful. Like, oh, I want to see that more. <laughs> I want to see more aggressiveness out of our offense because our offense is very much take what we give you until we need it. Like, and then we'll throw our deep shots. Why don't we just send JMO deep and take a shot early and just see what Goff can just throw it as far as you can? Like, like we don't see enough of like what they did to us out of the gate. Like, throw a deep ball to Watson, throw a deep ball to JMO, whatever. Like, just chuck it, you know? Like, we don't. I feel like our offense, uh, and this is like my criticism of Ben Johnson a little bit, because I think he did call some wonky plays throughout the game. But I wouldn't uh, say for, I would say the start of games though. He's the be- the Lions are one of the best in the whole league at starting I'm, games on offense. Don't get but. me wrong. I'm not saying he doesn't call a good offense. He, he like can he, he does call like some decent downfield stuff, but he doesn't call super aggressive stuff. He takes stuff the offense or the defense leaves him out there and it's that's so much about what we do is taking what we're given and i don't see enough taking what we want unless it's on the ground that's the only place i kind of see it we run a lot and we try to just enforce our will there but i don't see us enforcing our will in the pass game at all like our pass game is always just find the open guy i don't see us throwing jump balls to the sideline i don't see us you know doing nine routes and just chucking it like i see us like finding, you know, reliable crossing, reliable in routes, reliable like hitches. I don't. I when when have we thrown a straight nine? The last one I remember was against the Bears, I think, and Jamal was running it and get off through it short. I don't know why because he thought maybe I think that happened in this game too. No, no, I don't. I don't think we did throw over it to him, but I don't. We did one. Yeah, there was. One there, was. I thought there was. But it's always like at the end when we need it, and then it's just never a great attempt. Like I just do that more. Keep people honest press the depth of the defense like if you don't threaten the deep part of the field at least sometimes like it's just you don't the defense starts to kind of find ways to stop you and maybe that's on Goff's arm I don't know but he's got a good arm when he chucks it but I'm not gonna harp on that too much for the Lions because actually Lions have like they're like top three in most explosive plays in the league like that's 20 plus yard plays um so explosive play i'm talking about verticals here man i'm talking about deep plays i'm talking about big plays where you chuck it but we we rarely see golf just chuck it you don't you don't see a nine route and him chucking it until we need it at the end 
and I haven't seen them come close to successful yet, really. Like, okay, I want to see dog. them pull we're, we're... the deep pass. It's underthrown. JMO comes back. He gets clobbered. Pass interference for 50 yards. That's fine. That's a that's <laughs> it's the, the best of... play in the NFL. Those plays do that, I mean... though, but we don't see enough of it. I'm calling Johnson a little bit on this. Be more aggressive downfield sometimes. Do the kind of sideline routes where you can chuck it as far as you can to JMO. Maybe it catches it. Maybe it doesn't. But now you know what? You got that in the back of your mind all freaking game. Instead, it's always like crossing routes or posts or flags. Well, on Red Dog, UJ, go. I was just going to say, Red Dog, we're going to record your rant. We're going to go kidnap Ben Johnson. We're going to tie him down and make him listen to this over and over until he says, okay, I'll do it. Okay, then. I'm going to say, Ben Johnson, keep on doing what you're doing, buddy. Except for I will that not bubble screen and the in the red zone, that was well. That was not call. good. That was not good. Oh, okay. See, I guess you have criticism too. <laughs> that was not a good play. Clearly, it wasn't a good play call. It didn't work. He's just saying hindsight, but I mean, yeah, that that did not work. No, I just think we need to like get a little more aggressive in our pass game, just a little more. That's all, and intentionally so. Not because not be like, oh, like let's just look for what's there. Because golf is good at looking for what's there, but. Sometimes you just got to have that play where you're going to do what you intend to do no matter what. Like, you just mm-hmm. got to try to do that sometimes. And I just don't see that very often out of this Lions offense. I thought Laporta looked great in this game again, too. Um, he consistently is getting open. <laughs> that one block. Uh, you know, it's not on, on him on to block side. for the quarterback and on those routes. But uh, what was that, Road Dog? Uh, there was that one. I think it was a Gibbs play off the left side, and it was like he blocked that uh, end like by himself to open up the run. I forget mm-hmm. the, it was. He, he's such a stud. He is just so good. Yeah, he's a he's a lot of fun. I. It's hard to say. Like I want them to feed him more. I want them to feed James more. We have a lot of talent on this offense. Um, you know, which is fun. You know, there's a couple of other things I didn't mention yet. Uh, since we're on the positive, I'll mention it. Um, Rodrigo, nice Rodrigo! catch and the flat for Atta six boy. yards. First down. But yeah, I man. like that. Now the you know future teams are going to see that on tape. Um, they'll see him as a receiving. Like this guy can catch out of the backfield. We're going to have to like pay a little more attention to him, maybe than a typical fullback that you see in the NFL. I can't. Um, see him also, uh, you know, he still hasn't played a lot of snaps at fullback, but maybe, maybe that's opening the gate a little more for him. I'm looking forward. I mean, they don't to use fullback often in the in their. I'm looking forward to the fullback dive. I can't wait till he gets his hand off. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but I thought it was really cool. I mean, to show that, like, you know, oh, that, that guy plays defense for a reason. Can't, you know, can't catch type thing. But no, he right. can clearly catch. Honestly, um, that's a sight. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. You know, he's just a little undersized, which is great for yeah, fullback, right. actually, because it gives you leverage. I agree. Um, I think he's perfect for it. Honestly, I love the fact that because not every team is willing to just take a linebacker and try him on the other side of the ball, or you know, like I love that they're they're trying to figure out a way to get this kid on the field. And I think he's built perfectly for the fullback position. I love the development. I have high hopes for it. I think he could be a true weapon. Yeah, definitely. Um, and now the other side of things uh, that I I forgot to that we haven't discussed yet was Dan Campbell. Uh, and oh, the Lions. No, was it Dan Campbell? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know, but I mean, it ultimately falls on him. Uh, going for uh, a fake punts uh, on their own Twitter. You know, one time it worked against the Vikings. It was great. Uh, well, the opposite happened here. It did not work, and I, I was praying they didn't run it. I was thinking it through my head when I saw it at the time. 
this alignment is not good for a fake fun, especially for the direct snap. And they did it, and it did not work. Like they they did not have the blockers. Like you run it when you either have like at least even strength on the line, uh, but not not they, not when you're, not when you're outmanned by one guy. They had the look earlier Tuesday. There was a there was a we had fourth and three. And we punted, and it was exactly that look. They left the whole like A and B gap open. A direct snap would have like almost a certainly got a first down, but we punted that time. And then that time it was like full box, not even like everyone on the line, like layered defense. Like it was just the absolute worst look you can imagine to run that play into. And it wasn't even a dive; it was like a stretch play. He like didn't go forward right away; he ran sideways. Like that is the worst kind of play you could possibly call right there. I think it was a bad call to go for it, even and just as bad, if not worse, call to make it a run. Like maybe a fake punt pass, like or something for six yards, but like six yards up the gut, that's so much on a fake punt. Yeah, UJ, I'm sure you're not a fan of the call either, right? I was not a fan of the call. Yeah, I'm a fan in general of Campbell's aggressiveness. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, not in this one. No, in fact, in this game, he was just very stubborn with some of his calls. You know, we could have taken a couple of field goals. Yeah, see, and, I actually agreed with not, him on those. So I did on most of them. But let me just finish the thought, though. I mean, think if we had a six extra points and we didn't give up that freaking fake punt right there that basically gave them a touchdown, yeah. and we lost by what a touchdown. So uh, I mean, in this case, his aggressiveness worked against him. But you know, it works for him most of the time. So it's hard to fault him overall, but uh, I think sometimes you got to kind of know when to keep it in the quiver, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and, you know, Z, that's, I think that's another argument where to like calm down about this defense. Like, this defense gave up nine points in, like, the second half, and seven of them, or, like, most of them came off that w- or one play. Like, I mean, I know they couldn't, didn't need to give up that touchdown, but they got a super short field on that freaking fake punt. Like, like, that's on Dan Campbell more than the D, in my opinion. Well, I have a question for you guys too. Do you think the Lions are a little more aggressive, like especially on the two where they could have kicked the field goal, went for it in a fourth, didn't get it? But um, do you think they're a little more aggressive because Riley Patterson isn't a very good kicker? <laughs> I have a feeling that plays. A factor. Um, he's a liability to a degree for this team. Uh, they can't go for a field goal over fifty yards either. Yet so. another uh, discrepancy to compare us to the top teams in this league. Along, with, you know, is like watch what the Eagles did tonight, kicking a fifty-nine yarder oh in the God. rain to tie it. Like and we, I need the Patriots to even, win, and they couldn't make a 35-yarder. That wouldn't even be on the table for us. We wouldn't even consider rolling Riley out at 59 yards. We no, would just we would, we would just go for it. Yeah. Like we wouldn't consider rolling him out probably at 50. So I think you're on to something. See, I as much as like the he he'll Dan will express his faith in Riley. I think that's like within the range. And plus, he missed a PAT to make things a little more difficult for us. Right? So like, yeah. That that like okay, like oh, we well, we got the points back, and then he kind of like sucked the air out of the room a little bit, missing that uh extra point. Brutal. Could have tied the game to start. Um, yeah, we need to replace him. I I have no problem with him as a person. I kind of like his personality, right. even, but yeah. he's just not talented enough for what our role. Like we can't be that. Like you can't dominate the league like the Eagles are doing right now without great players across the board like there's no room for scrubs and and not saying he's a total scrub but he's pretty close <laughs> like, i don't know like he's barely a pro kicker honestly uj like you have faith in riley patterson not really <laughs> but i but i don't think i thought he, he didn't kick cool those short field goals uh because of riley patterson i think he did it more because he's been getting away with it so much this year i think he just thinks he can do it almost any time and uh 
that's what I think. Uh, it wasn't working in this game, obviously. So, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he just uh, expects it to work. You know, I mean, Riley has- Patterson, 13 to 15 kicking uh, and 31 to 30. That was his first extra point he missed all year. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, on a long field goal, yeah, Campbell will avoid it and he'll do something crazy on fourth down. But the shorter ones, I don't think he's really shied away from necessarily. I think he just goes for an fourth because he thinks they're going to make it all the time. And he's only had to line up for one game winner, um, which he hits uh, against the Chargers. And he also tied it up against Seattle late, too, uh, to make it 31-31. I don't hate Riley in his comfort range. Like, I just don't – he just doesn't have a great comfort range. <laughs> like, it's, it's below average, probably, for the league, I'd be willing to bet. Like, yeah, no, but the question was, is he – is he going forward and forth just because of Riley Patterson. I don't think that's the answer. No, I still think. I Dan, don't think so. I think Dan, I, this is what I, I truly believe about Dan Campbell's thing. psychology. I think Dan Campbell absolutely hates punting and settling for field goals. I think he wants uh, nothing but a touchdown on every single damn drive. And that's his default. So every time he hits a fourth down, his instinct says, go for it. Fuck it. Like, I think that's Dan Campbell. He wants, he hates giving the ball back. And, but, you know, I think that's what he's been reeling in this whole time. He has to, like, find that sweet spot where he does the right thing. Cause sometimes I do think he costs us points, like, by not just kicking it. But uh, I don't know. I love the aggression. But in the Chargers game, he won us the game by right. going for it. So. Exactly. So I love the aggression. I love airing on the side of aggression. And Dan Campbell's clearly on the side of aggression. He just needs to find that sweet spot where he doesn't overdo it, like going for it on fourth and six with a fake punt that was everyone saw coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, let me just get into the last line schedule here. So there's one, two, three. Six games left in the season. Yeah, obviously Lions eight and three right now. Um, as far as the standings and the playoffs, um, they are the three seed right now. The season ended today. Um, the Eagles won again late, <laughs> this time in overtime. Uh, they just keep on winning these ridiculously close games. I think the Eagles are very beatable though. Uh, they escaping these one score games. I think they're due to. There's always a regression for these things, especially in one-score games. Historically, if you win a bunch in a row, you're due to lose a bunch in a row. Kind of like betting. <laughs> um, yes, you're the Vikings last um, year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Vikings, great, perfect example. Some people would argue Vikings are better this year than they were last year, and they were they won 13 games last year. Anyways, uh, Eagles one seed, ten and one. San Francisco eight and three are the two seed, and that's because they have a better record against NFC opponents than the Lions. Lions sit at the three seed. Falcons are the four seed. They're, they won today. Um, they're five and six, but they're the four seed. They would play the Cowboys are at eight and three. Minnesota six and, five. South. Seattle, six and five. Green Bay, only one game out of the playoffs, five and six. Um, so maybe the Lions will meet them again in the playoffs, possibly. Bring them on. And my house would be divided. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, that's funny. That <laughs> <laughs> would. No, I Yum. there was like this guy uh, on YouTube who's like he's weird. He's a Packers fan that's been like covering the lines and like slowly falling in love with like what they're doing and like and Who like doesn't? Who is after it? this game he had like a weird like meltdown and was all like I don't want to even see the Packers in the playoffs because they're scary. Like, like calm the f down. Okay, I know they took they served us our lunch this week a little bit, but like honestly, to, like what you said about this game, I thought. If that game was like four minutes longer, we win it. Like I think we were turning the ship around. Like I think we're still the better team. We just 
it just they got out on us on top and we made some mistakes and they got us that game but like i like we you saw us reeling them in that game like like you saw us like that game went a little bit longer we were the ones coming for them like and we were gonna get it i think we win that game if it was a little longer but you know it is what it is Mm. like maybe not but it doesn't matter the point is we were focusing down and this is what gives me more faith about this team even as that game looked like it was out of hand and everyone knew it like felt like it was over you watch them just lock in and slowly just try to you know reel it back in and it's just too little too late but you know a lot of games haven't been too little too late they usually get it done like and so I believe in this team. Yeah, well, we're getting back to it. The Lions would play the Vikings um, if the was season ended. Topic? <laughs> yeah, I, I like saying it. I, I mean, it, 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 the season ends today. The Lions will be playing the Vikings at home. Uh, now the Vikings still have the Monday night game tomorrow. Uh, so if they lose, um, then they would then it would be Seattle. Then the Lions would be so in that range. But um, anyways, always fun to see. Uh, AFC Chiefs, Jaguars, and Dolphins, and Ravens all tied for the best record. Yeah, uh, good. Anyways, that's the playoff standings and such. Um, the Lions are still far from clinching the division. They have a long way to go. Oh, yeah, the schedule. Um, two Vikings. At New Orleans, at Chicago. Two tough games. I mean, Chicago, obviously, is going to give us hell. Um, no kidding. a division game, especially the second time seeing us, especially Chicago. the way we won last game. <laughs> They're going to be pissed. <laughs> you talked about how the Packers came out to get us. I mm-hmm. think Bears be coming out to get us, too, especially with Fields playing for, uh, well, his, his job, basically. Um, then Denver, we are home for a Denver team that is surging rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, a game that we thought maybe two months ago was like probably going to be a cakewalk. And we put up 50 points. Uh, that is not the case. They've won six in a row. I uh, think we're going to put up the 60. It's pretty crazy. Um, then we are at Minnesota, at Dallas, and then home against Minnesota to end the season. Let's hope we have the division wrapped up by then. Uh, but it's a long six games is a long way to go. It is um, in the it. NFL. Oh yeah, I'm so happy oh, yeah. there's still six games left. I like I thought about that the other day. I'm like, is the season almost over? Oh no, we got six whole games. Well, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it's still weird that the season ends not like on New Year's, like that kind of time frame, but the week after New Year's, it's still kind of weird. Hmm. Me, yeah, I agree. I mean, it always goes into the next year anyway, so I don't really. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah. yeah, those, those two games are noon and then the Broncos one's TBD, it says, and then the last game of the season as well. Those are always TBD. Um, the Cowboys won Saturday night football, I believe. Hey, uh, Cowboys are look, they've been pretty solid this year too. Like they look a little more composed. I feel like than like, well, they, they have Micah always, Parsons. I wasn't even thinking about Micah, but I was just, He's I was really thinking good, more about dude. Dak, like looking more settled and consistent. <laughs> like honestly, like their team has looked like that team that's like wins a lot of games but like is like always a little shaky in the last several years like like for they have a decent record but like you can't ever really rely on them as like a, a real contender but like this year I don't know man I think that game's going to be pro- a real tough game yeah well the Cowboys are notorious for beating up on the bad teams really badly and then not beating any of the good yep. teams <laughs> they're the good bad team or the good bad bad good team uh yeah the second one I don't know. Did okay. You, did UJ bring up how the Eagles have been winning for so long now? Earlier, I 
He did. That, okay, good. I couldn't remember. Sometimes we talk so much lions. That I can't remember what, which conversations were on the pod and which ones were <laughs> private. But uh, like I think that's a big deal. Like the fact that we haven't been winning very long. You know, it takes a long time to learn all the lessons that so that get great. The Lions have not been winning for a long time. Are you sure? Let me check my math. You positive? <laughs> we just had sure? Matt Patricia as our last head coach. We weren't. Oh, winning. hey, you guys want to get really mad? Actually, <laughs> here, here. Let, let's look at this. No. The 2019 draft when we picked Hawkinson at eight when we could have had like. Who was it? Brian Burns, who everyone wanted us to get this year. Uh, Ed Oliver, right? Ed Oliver. Uh, that kid everyone wants us to sign from Tennessee this year, that D-tackle, who was a stud. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. All That's of a them. little different because he had a medical issue. but um, I mean, the point is, like, there's like four or five, like, legit interior and DNs that went after a- like Hawkinson that year, and... Freaking! If we would have taken one of those guys, like this would be. Awful. Well, even uh, I think Derek Brown over Akuda in that draft too would have been helpful. Oh Derek God! Been a, Derek a Brown solid Yeah, yeah. listen, Ed Oliver, Devin Bush. Oh, here just to make it more relevant, Rashawn Gary <laughs> went after Hawkinson at twelve mm. to the Packers. Yeah, would have been nice to have him in that game, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> like I'm just saying, like yep. You know, it's easy to shit on this stuff, but it's easier to shit on the old stuff than the new stuff. I still think Brad's got a Yeah, but if we didn't record. draft Hawkinson, he would end up on a team like in our division like the Vikings or something. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but we, nice. we got some good stuff for that trade though too, so Yeah. It wasn't all bad. What did we get? Draft picks. Which one? Who what did it turn into? I don't know. What did it turn it's into? Me. Is it, is it is it the guy we got? Is it Laporta? Did it turn into Laporta? Or did it turn into Branch? If it turned into Branch, I'm okay. Because I still think Branch is just yeah. ascending. I think he's going to keep getting better. I believe it was Branch. Like, I think he's like ready to start popping again. Like He's kind of had some quiet, other than his penalties, he's been kind of quiet <laughs> like lately. We got a 2023 second round pick, which I believe was Branch. So. Yeah, we traded up with them, um, and then we get, and then we get the third, and then their third round pick this year. Oh, there, you there go. we go. Nice. Yeah, I guess uh, everything. Nice. Which maybe stuff. the Lions can use to move up in the draft to get an extra piece, rather than wait the third round to get a guy like Broderick Martin, who uh, is a non-participant <laughs> on the Lions oh. team for the most part. I mean, he's a fourth round pick. Are we yeah, really I mean, this is what the Lions have been that? doing to a degree, though, with some of their guys. They just kind of let them develop and hopefully turn out. But, I mean, it would have been nice to get some help in the third round with that pick, especially when you trade up. For yeah. It. Um, it didn't trade up for it, it'd be a little different, but they traded up for him. Uh, for Broderick. For a guy that's not ready to play. Well, basically. hey. But maybe he's different than what they expected. If but if you look at the tape, year, I don't know what they expected. If he pans out next year, I'm fine with it. Well, yeah, obviously we'll be all be fine with it if it pans out, but right now it's not panning out. But I'm also okay with need. casting. What, what did we get him in the third round? You said, right? We traded up for him at the near the end of the third. Oh, was it, did we pick another third round pick too, or was he the only third round pick? Because <sighs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, like, I'm okay with taking a guy like him for a, <laughs> a cast at the future as all with a third rounder. And you know, like the better your I'm team gets, with you here. the less like, the better your team gets, 
every draft round after one is less likely to start, you know, like <laughs> your second rounders are less likely to start, the better Hen- you Hooker. are. We got Hendon Hooker. Ah. I don't know why I didn't remember. Oh, oh. And I'm no not wonder we lie. didn't remember. As much as I love JG and I still really believe in his abilities and stuff, like every time he does bad, like, because he does look bad in like a way that makes you feel like, like, you, you just hear this whisper in the back of my mind. <laughs> well, I think the thing the hooker could offer that Goff doesn't is just the, the mobility piece. Like, Goff has absolutely none whatsoever. <laughs> it's not just that, though, unfortunately. Cause it's not Jane Manning bad, I suppose. But. You watch some of these other guys like Herbert or something, and the way they can just flick the ball downfield. Like, did it, did anyone else think Jared was, like, really, like, railing his passes in this last game? He looked tense. He was, like, trying to, like, drive the ball downfield weird. Like it didn't look like his normal casual, just put it where it needs to be throws. He was trying to throw ropes and it just it didn't look like him. But like guys like those more talented passers or like physically more talented, like can like kind of just flick it, you know? <laughs> like it just gets there. <laughs> and he doesn't quite have that level. Of our Lions could have drafted Herbert, too. Oh, I'm okay. Well, yeah. who do we get? Kuda? <laughs> well, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if only we knew Stafford was going to bail on us that year. Well, I think it's time to wrap up this pod. Um, wait, 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 Z. Oh, sorry, yeah. UJ. Yeah. I haven't had much chance to talk on this pod. What? Because someone's been talking a lot. Mm. But I just have, have a I? message for the fans. <laughs> I have a message for the fans out there. The ones who are who are like falling off the train here, you know, they're they're doubting the Lions here, despite this great season we're having. And uh, kind of just my message is kind of to quote Chrissy Hine and the Pretenders. Ooh, get back on the train. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. Oh, oh. back on the Lions train. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> That's it. Thank you, UJ. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. No, don't worry. I mean, as we were mentioned, I mean, or somebody was saying, lines are eight and three. Like this is, you know, it was a bad game, and Thanksgiving's obviously a very important game to us. We want to win that one, uh, and it's been a long time since they have. Um, but nonetheless, um, we want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll be back later this week. Uh, we'll probably release it on Thursday, like we usually do. Um, where the Lions will be traveling to New Orleans. That's a it's like a mini bye week, right? When they play these Thursday games, it's a little extra. You know, the Thursday games are nice in terms of like the reward you get after is like a longer layoff in between games, which only benefits this right. team with the health issues. Um, so the Lions will be traveling there, and we'll be uh, releasing the episode Thursday. Um, so look for it on Apple, Spotify, where you get podcasts. Download it. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. Greatly appreciate that. Uh, we want to know your thoughts about this Lions team. Uh, where do you think they're going to end up at the by the end of the year? Um, and you can send that to us at Instagram, um, which is at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid, Twitter slash X at Drinking Lions. Um, you can also email us at uh, on Gmail. Uh, that's Drinking the Blue Kool Aid at Gmail dot com. Um, if you have any opinions you want us to share on the podcast, uh, thank you to sidelineport.com for sponsoring the podcast and thank you to our producer KJ 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 all right 
thanks to our producer Kid J. Um, and his, uh, he, you know, we've mentioned it before. He's a Rams fan, uh, and his Rams are just one game out of the playoffs, so he's not out of it either. Uh, he's on the edge of his seat, but they're not out of it. Um, they're along with the Packers at five and six. So, anyways, we want to thank everybody for listening. We'll be back later this week. And thank you to all our listeners. We greatly appreciate you. Don't worry. We're in three. We got this, baby. So last but not least, as always, go, go. field a charging team that will not yield and when the blue and silver wave stand and cheer the brave rock 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 go hard win the game with honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain a lion's victory mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.